what makes America the greatest country in the world. Soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen. Stood up for what was right. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time to start a trip. Dream isn't something we talk about. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. Let's pray for freedom and justice. Only be a war if soldiers are willing to fight. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Some veterans not getting the timely care that they need. The good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks on look power. Status. Let's discuss. Hey guys, welcome to season two. What up? Today we're going to be talking about e-benefits and trying to help you out figure that, that mess out. Yeah, uh, more specifically it's going to be about um, uh, claims process, uh, what you see on e-benefits uh, website. So if it's uh, your first time listening, then thanks for coming. Yeah. And... Uh, Please uh, get something from this podcast and listen to the previous episodes and see uh, what's going on there. Yeah, and let us know what you guys think. Yep. So today we are talking about e-benefits claims process. There are eight distinct steps that most uh, claims for disability compensation follow. Uh, these uh, phases may uh, vary in time depending on the complexity of the claim, uh, the amount of evidence that must be gathered to support the claim, and the type of evidence. Um, you are strongly encouraged to submit as much evidence as possible with your claim to help uh, minimize processing time. And there are some steps that we're going to uh, go through to help you out what you got to submit and what you have to expect from this process on the eBenefits website. So the three uh, phases in the claim processes are development, is number one, it, this is the initial part of the claim process. The claimant has provided information as to what information is needed for the claim and an opportunity to provide or identify any additional evidence to support the claim. All appropriate evidence is gathered and reviewed. Number two is the decision. All information and evidence are carefully reviewed to ensure we have everything we need to make an informed decision on the claim. If something is missing, the claim returns to the development phase to obtain that missing information. If all that needed evidence is received, a proposed decision will be made. And the last one, of course, is the notification. Once the decision is reviewed carefully and approved, a notification letter is sent out to the claimant, and hopefully you get some good news. Well, the question that most of the people ask, including myself, how long does this process take? Yeah, like the length of time it takes to complete a claim depends on several factors, such as the type of claim that you file, the complexity of the disabilities, the number of disabilities you claim, and the availability of evidence needed to decide your claim. So it's always hard to say in different regional offices around the country, they all move at different paces and have different workloads, so it really varies greatly depending on where you're at. Yeah, you can always track your status uh, of the claim uh, by going to e-benefits. Uh, I would say in uh, maybe half of the time that would uh, uh, work out for you pretty straightforward, but half of the time you would be going from one process back to a previous one, then two steps further and step back. 
So it it vary. Yeah. So what VA does after it receives your claim? So once the VA receives your application for compensation, it sends you a letter saying that they got it. The letter explains what the VA needs in order to help grant your claim and states how VA assists in getting the records to support your claim. The letter may include forms for you to complete such as medical release, release forms. Um, they help VA obtain the pertinent medical records from your doctor or hospital if you go to the VA. Just let them know. Um, you should try to complete and return all forms the VA sends within a month. Your claim could often be proce processed more quickly if you send a copy of your own medical records. So make sure they get whatever they need to help prove what you're trying to state. Yeah, and so right now let's go into, that's a, was a general overview, but let's go into uh, specific details. So the step one will be claim receipts. That's what you're going to see on the uh, e-benefits website. Uh, claim received means that the veteran has submitted a disability compensation claim. Claim, it might, it could be in person or it could be electronically through VONAP um, or VBA uh, or eBenefits website. It can be facilitated by an attorney, by a VSO, or by maybe your family member, somebody, your fellow veteran. Yeah. So and. Um, VBA regional office will send you a letter um, confirming that they got your claim, they received it. So what VA does after it receives your claim? So right after they receive it, they'll send you a letter saying that they got it and they're working on it. And after that, what they're going to do, the first thing off the bat is they're going to pull your military records to see what you're saying and if it's in your records to begin with. So. Um, what records VA obtains to support your claim? Off the bat, the first thing they're going to do is pull your military records and your unit records. See if you were deployed, what was your job, how long were you in, things like that. Then they're, what they're going to want is current medical, medical records or places you've gone throughout the years to show that this disability is still affecting you today. So, step two, under review. Once they review, once they get all the records, what they're trying to do is they're trying to smash all these records together to see what's going on. So you got your military medical records here. You got your current medical records showing you're diagnosing this condition still bugging me today. And that's when they start putting everything together to see whether it's due to your service or any other factors. So they're, get, so they're preparing for a decision phase at this point. Yeah, if um, they have enough evidence um, and they don't need any more information, most likely that you, your claim will move uh, directly to the preparation for decision phase. Um, this phase, uh, you should be thinking about what to expect uh, uh, from medical examination, uh, also what kind of uh, preparations you have to do before you go to CNP exam. And uh, please review our uh, previous uh, podcast on uh, going to CNP exam. So, step three would be gathering of the evidence. So, the VA does have a legal right uh, or legal obligation to help veterans obtain any evidence that will support their claim, like pulling your military records or veteran service records if you go to the VA for medical, um, Social Security disability records if you have Social Security disability benefits, and they'll request for you to allow them to pull your private medical records if you go to any outside providers. The veteran could also obtain 
the records themselves and submit them to the VBA and that's not a problem and I usually think that makes your claim move faster if you have everything together. Yep, so uh, step four would be a review of evidence. So the RS or RVSR, the Ratings Veteran Service Representative, make sure that all the relevant information is there and has been obtained. And so once they have everything that they believe can make a decision, they'll start making a decision regarding the veteran's claim. Then they'll refer in part to the general rating formula for mental disorders or whatever condition you're claiming for, and that's where you fall under their scales of what percentage you might get. Yeah. So step five would be preparation for decision. And pretty much if uh, you there were no issues in the step two, which was uh, um, under review, those step those two steps, step three gathering of evidence and uh, review of evidence would, you know, go pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. So step five, preparation for decision. When they're getting ready for a decision, the veteran service representative has recommended a decision and is preparing required documents uh, detailing that decision. If more evidence is required, then the claim will be sent back for more information or for more evidence. Once they're preparing for a decision, it's not clear how this step differs from the previous steps, really. The exact quote from the VA website is, the veteran service representative has recommended a decision and is preparing required documents detailing that decision if more... Uh, step five, uh, preparation for decision. Yeah, step five, the veteran service representative has recommended a decision and is preparing required documents detailing that decision. If more evidence is required, the claim will be sent back in the process for more information or evidence. Preparation for a decision is not clear how this step differs from the previous step. The exact quote from the VA website is, the veteran service representative, presumably they mean the rating veteran service representative, has, a recommend, has recommended a decision and is preparing required documents detailing that decision. If more evidence is required, the claim will be sent back in the process for more information or evidence. Still a little confusing. Yeah. Uh, step six, pending a decision approval. The recommended decision is reviewed and a final award approval is made. If it is determined that more evidence or information is required, the claim will be sent back in the process for more information or evidence. Pending the decision approval is the approval by the supervisor. So the guy who's judging you is usually one of the lower lower guys, and then they show their their beliefs to a supervisor, and the supervisor agrees. Then you'll get pr prepared for the notification. Step seven is the preparation for the notification. Your entire claim decision packet is prepared for mailing. Uh, Preparing the claim decision packet, decision letter, and exp um, the explanatory material. So why did they give you this rating? This is how you appeal. This is how you file a notice of disagreement if you have to. But they should basically write everything they got and how they came up with this decision. Step 8. The VA has sent the decision packet to you by U.S. Mail. The packet includes details of the decision or the award. Please allow standard mailing time for your packet to arrive before contacting the VA call center. So you know, like sometimes a lot of guys here in LA, they'll get their check before they even get the award letter so they don't know what happened. But usually a few days after that, you'll get that award letter. Yep. Um, 
So that's what we have for steps. But also, um, depending on the type of the claim, uh, you'll see different um, abbreviations or acronyms on even if it's website. Uh, most common ones are new ink wrap or SC. New stands for new claim, ink uh, uh, stands for increase. So means that you already have a service connected disability and you're increasing, uh, you filed uh, new and material evidence or something else and uh, you are getting an increase or maybe not, but that types of status you'll see on uh, e-benefits website. Prep, uh, it's a reopen claim, uh, the claim that was previously denied and you're filing this claim again. And um, Typically, uh, SC means service connected and is not a descript descriptor for the IBS or IBD or anything else. Since it says reconsider SC IBS, you could basically take it to mean that you filed a reconsideration for a claim for service-connected IBS syndrome. A reconsideration claim is basically a claim that was previously denied but filed again within that one-year appeal period since the, since the denial decision notification letter. A reopen reconsideration claim requires new and material evidence that wasn't considered in the previously denied claim. A reopen if awarded claim can have an effective date as far back as the original date from the reopen claim was filed. A reconsideration claim can have the effective date go as far back as the date that the previous decision um, was denied. As long as you're within that one year period so if you get denied and you're and you got that record that says no this is wrong they shouldn't have denied it and you didn't give it to them where they couldn't have found it now you have an argument and you could try to get it in there. Yeah. So those are main acronyms that you'll find on eBenefits website. There are much more than we also uh, will make available to you uh, through the video. Yeah. Um, just um, scroll through and look at all those acronyms. But there is one more that we would like you to pay attention to, which is uh, new and material evidence. Um, I think we mentioned it before, but once again, uh, what is that? Yeah. So the reopen a denied claim or a claim that you got a low percentage on to qualify as new evidence under the 38 CFR evidence whether documentary testimonial or in some other form must be submitted to the VA for the first time for example a veteran injured while on duty may not have realized immediately that the condition required medical attention and may have sought treatment later that evening from a private physician a compensation claim might later be denied if that service medical record wasn't in the packet to begin with. So if you have those records showing that something happened, you should be good. A photocopy or other duplication of information already contained in the VA claims folder does not constitute new evidence since it was previously considered. Neither does information confirming a point already established, such as a statement from a physician verifying the existence of a condition which has already been diagnosed and reportedly reported by another physician. Even though such a medical evaluation is from a different doctor, it offers no new basis on which the claim might be reopened unless it contains new information such as evidence that the condition first manifested itself earlier than previously established. No mention of treatment for the condition. 
Should, should the uh, claimant subsequently submit proof of treatment by a civilian physician, that information would constitute new evidence on which the claim could be reopened depending on what that, those documents hold. So, in order to be considered material under the 38 CFR 3.156, the additional information must, be, must bear directly and substantially on the specific matter under consideration. So, for example, if the VA had previously determined that a back condition claimed by a World War II veteran is not service-connected, evidence that the claimant received treatment shortly after the release from active duty might be considered new and material if the VA had previously been unaware of that treatment. However, information addressing only the current severity of the condition is submitted now, over 40 years after his service, may not be, may not be good or may not have strong bearing on the issue of whether that condition was incurred or aggravated during his service and does not warrant a reopening to the prior decision. Um, two, statements and affidavits attesting to the claimant's good character since his or her release from active du duty are irrelevant if the issue is the character of the claimant's military service. But any new information offering mitigations, mitigating circumstances for an action which resulted in other than honorable discharge would address specific issues under under consideration and would warrant reopening the claim. So it all depends on what you're going for. So make sure you keep those decision letters so you have an idea of how to attack this if you have to. Yeah, and also <clears throat> medical opinion is not material if it relies on historical facts which are inaccurate. So sometimes uh, VA um, is able to go through uh, uh, through the unit records or maybe uh, uh, see uh, what happened on this specific date at this specific place. So uh, make sure that the things that you submitting are accurate and actually uh, happened. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it for new and material evidence. And uh, also, we would like you to give some hints. Uh, um, we found a good uh, article on a, a Reddit website, and the title is God of VA Claims. Uh, so the guy gives an easy 15-14 um, uh, step uh, process how he went through his uh, uh, e-benefits claims process, or in general, claims process. And explaining uh, step by step, uh, giving uh, small hints on how he did it. Yeah, and this isn't a bad way of doing it, so this is pretty good. Uh, number one, of course, obtain your military service and medical records. You can do this by downloading the SF 180 form or going on to the archives.gov and get those records so you have an idea of what you're aiming at and what potentially you can go for. Secondly, you want to obtain your full VA treatment records from the release of information window at the center you receive treatment at. So look at those records and see what the VA has diagnosed you if you go to the VA and see if they match up with any of your military records or service times for anything. A lot of the times now, they're, they'll be putting it on a CD if you go to the VA. So if you go, if you get the CD from your medical records, Look for anything that says chronic medical medical conditions, treatments, and any diagnosis. So if you could show that you have an issue that keeps dragging with you, then it's a chronic issue, and that could show that it's been, been around for a while, and you might be able to tie it to your service in that sense. 
Number four, identify the incident, event, or situation in service that caused this condition. If it's in your active military records, that's extremely valuable, so hopefully when you ordered your records, it'll be in there and you could use it as part of your proof. If it manifested after service, you'll need to find a way to reconnect it to service. So you could argue your job, your deployments, things like that. But usually for most of us, we have about a year after our ETS date to try to get anything in there that you may have not claimed while you're going, while you're active. Number five, next search the USC 38 part four for your chronic diagnosis. So that's how they rate you and show you the schedule of the rating disability. So it's definitely worth looking at to have an idea of where you could possibly for, fall when it comes to your rating percentages. When you look at that, you want to look at the, um, the USC 38 part four for chronic diagnosis and match them up with your records. Match up these conditions and rating percentages to the chronic diagnosis in your medical records and see where you might fall or what you need to do to get to that percentage properly. Next, on number seven, review the DBQ and the CNP examiner uh, forms as they must rate you to use, use to rate your current condition. So the VA came out with what they call DBQ forms or disability questionnaire forms for a bunch of different conditions and that's usually what the CMP guys are filling out when you're talking to them. So review those and see where you fall into their skills. But don't be shy, you could ask for them, it's not a problem. Number eight, search for VA court cases on your conditions to understand how the VA regional offices are likely to rule and rate on your claim. These cases can tell you what evidence actually supports this claim. So it's absolutely worth looking at to old VA cases and seeing how this guy got to where he is because a lot of things we deal with we're, we're all common no matter what generation you fall under but prepare yourself so a good example sleep apnea secondary to chronic sinus issues if you type in Google sleep apnea secondary to chronic sinus and you see all these VA reports on how this guy connected the sleep apnea to a sinus issue or is PTSD, or is uh, asthma, or whatever the case may be, then you have an idea of how you can go about it too. So they should be treating everybody the same, you know, it's, it's law. So if you got the same records and the same proof, it should end up about the same. So look for evidence in these cases that would, that would support your claim and then match and find your evidence. You don't, ne you don't have to lie lying would really screw you up anyways because if they find out you're full of it they're going to want all that money back and I promise you you're not going to have it and if you're trying to get the VA to be more of an honest uh, so number 11 gather all your evidence write up a statement support your claim you can find this here at the veteran affairs statement support a claim or 21-4138 mail it certified return receipt requested number 12 number every single page and make copies of it you don't want to lose anything that you're sending to them or the VA saying they never got it, so make copies of everything you ever send. Make someone sign for your milk package. VA has never lost my packages, so when you use certified return receipt requested, you have good odds of everything moving is about as smooth as it's going to be. Number 14, before you go to a CMP review, Check out your evidence and especially the questions that, are on, that the doctor is going to ask you from the DBQ or the Disability Questionnaire forms. What I usually do is write a list of six to seven items supporting my claim. I make sure the examiner sees this. 
And so I'm done with the VA. I walk into the my last CNP with the four inch binder and the doctor understood that I knew what was going on with these claims and the CNP exam is a legal meeting it's not a medical treatment so you going there to say this is my condition this is why it's due to my service and if you have the records on you just in case you should do alright I submitted my last three claims in July and they were all fully decided correctly in six months what you're trying to do is help the VA help you so if you say you have this problem give them the records to show you have this problem and tie it to your service saying this is how it's caused you don't want to hold anything back just in case because you might screw yourself and fall into the appeals and most importantly never 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 give up be re uh, relentless and most grateful you know what happened to you in service more than anybody so keep at it and you should do all right. Um, that's it, guys, for the main topic, uh, e-benefits claim process. And uh, as always, to wrap up, do you have your book, great movie, stuff to do you would like to suggest? Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it yet, I would say check out Logan, the new X-Men movie. I thought it was one of the better Wolverine movies. And pretty good overall, if, um, you're, in, if you're into X-Men movies. Um. Myself, I would uh, recommend Snowden, uh, Snowden movie that came out in 2016. Uh, it's a great explanation of what happened to him and how he released all the information that he got. Um, and um, quote, quote or words of wisdom of the day. Do not touch anything unnecessarily. Be aware of pretty girls in dance halls and parks who may be spies as well as bicycles, revolvers, uniforms, arms, dead horses, and men lying on roads. They are not there accidentally. Um, pulled out from a Soviet uh, infantry manual issued in 1930s. Yeah. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. Until next time, over and out.